the timer's up here. It's time for us to get started. I want to welcome everybody to the Metal Bible Podcast. This episode I'm very excited about. This is Pastor Brian Smith of the First Heavy Metal Church of Christ in Dayton, Ohio. I'm very, very excited to talk to this man. Uh, it's very controversial from what I'm told. Uh, from the comment section, <clears throat> some of you guys love him. Some of you guys hate him. Hopefully we can uh, uh, answer a lot of the questions that you guys have. I've got a ton of questions for him <clears throat> uh, because ultimately we all have the same goals. We want to spread the message of Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that Jesus uh, is, is okay with some different kinds of ways to do that <clears throat> as long as they don't veer into the uh, to the line of being sinful and you know evil in some ways which i i know that that exists out there there are, there are ways to share jesus that are just wrong Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and so um <clears throat> all right so bob we'll get to your question i know you put that same question on the <laughs> we'll get to the uh, oh, but we'll, I, <laughs> can you see them am i supposed to be able to see the questions uh, i don't know if it allows you to see them <clears throat> i think it just shows me to see them so i will oh, okay. I, I will uh, I, I, you may be able to show up if I click show on it and once we do that I'll, I'll, okay. it allows me to press that <laughs> um, okay so all right so just to start out I just want to know like what what who you are and what has brought you to this like what where did the idea of the heavy metal church come from how did it get started and 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 just go from there okay well um, this was never I, I didn't know this was going to be a church um, just back in the day, it was about in 2010, I was uh, cruising my Harley down Main Street here in Union, Ohio. And I was just all of a sudden, now I've, <clears throat> I got saved and baptized when I was young. Um, I always knew I loved Jesus. I mean, from a, from a young child. And I know now that everything that I had to endure and are still enduring for the past 12 and a half years, if God hadn't called me back as a child, uh, I'd, I'd be dead. I have so many stories where I've had a gun pointed at my head with somebody's finger on the trigger yep. that should have, that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was oh, yeah. a kid. It was, uh, it was like somebody that was in middle school, you know, uh, I've got all these kind of stories. So I know God had his hand on me, but I've always been kind of like, um, chasing my tail in the desert, you know, you get a divorce or something like that. And instead of running to the Lord, you run to the wrong things and you're chasing your tail in the desert and then conviction and you go back. Long story short, um, I was cruising down the road on my Harley in 2010. And I was like, man, this has been, I was, thir um, see, yeah, 2010. So 13 years ago, whatever. And I remember thinking, man, you know, thank you, Lord. I have a wonderful career. I'm, I'm a lead singer in a band. I've got a house, a home in a nice neighborhood, two car garage. I've got a hot girlfriend. I'm a, you know, this is just, this has been the greatest year of my life. And I'm talking, boom, just like that shot through my head and it's, and a voice inside my head, not outside, not audibly, but inside it just, boom, it said, yeah, but you're not serving me. Mm. And I got, <laughs> I knew, okay. Cause I knew, you know, and it, it put the fear of the Lord back in me yeah. all over again. Um, so six months before this ever was going to be a thing, I was sitting at my office. Um, I, I worked for a very great family, a small construction business and everything. I was, uh, you know, like executive level, great job, great career. They were a great family. And I remember this coming over me so powerfully. I, I'm not a writer by any stretch of the imagination. Now God has improved my writing skills in the past 12 and a half years. 
but I remember pushing all my work to the side and I wrote this five page writing called Christians that give Jesus a bad name. And I couldn't stop. I mean, just and finish that off. And uh, then all of a sudden people started coming up at the bars when my band's playing and starts asking me about Jesus. Yeah. I mean, out of the blue, I'm like, wait, what? Huh? You know? And I mean, it was freaking me out. Um, so basically here comes the pamphlet. I start going back. So that was in October, um, let's see, se September of 2010. I started going back to church because uh, I had taken a year off because I got my heart broke and I didn't want the awkwardness of bumping in. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The stupid oh, stuff. Yeah. So I started going back to church and next thing you know, I started getting all these Holy Spirit prophecy messages from random people, strange people. Uh, by the time April comes around in 2011, I've got this unbelievable call to start to preach a message called you don't clean up before you take a shower. And it's supposed to be to the fans of my band, you know, um, and basically I'm disgusted with the American church because they don't outreach anymore. Um, it's like a church has become a members only country club where people go uh, on Sunday so that they can check. Okay. I'm a good Christian. Cause I went to church. I dropped a 20 in the plate. <laughs> yeah. I passed out some bulletins, you know, so, Hey, we're good. Right. God, as the world's perishing, you know, and here I look like this, and I've got all of my friends that ride motorcycles, skateboarders, motocrossers, you know, all the cool people in the world. And it's like I watched, I took one of my buddies to church, a Harley rider, and he stuck out like a sore thumb. You know, he went in with his best clothes on, and that was uh, stonewashed jeans, Harley boots, a Harley shirt, a jean jacket, a cool beard. And even though the people at my home church back in the day are, are good people, but he stuck out like a sore thumb, so you can constantly see people staring oh yeah no, I've, been, I've been kicked out of churches for the way that i look sometimes yeah so and it bothered me so bad gauges and backwards and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and, and I, I was asked to leave a church because they said we don't we don't dress like that here i was like are you serious well, my pastor was uh proud of me and even called it out in front of the whole church because i thought my call in life was going to be to go to the bars play you know my band play the music <clears throat> passed out that pamphlet that god put on my heart and um and that's it i was going to have this bar ministry and all of a sudden he puts this message on my heart and i know now i'm supposed to anyway long story short um on june 19th 2011 uh one of the venues we play at which is the union ohio vfw they gave me the venue for free. They said, well, your band makes us so much money and we're not going to charge you for it. You know, you're going to start at 11, just be done by one because that's when we open. Mm -hmm. And I had this, you don't clean up before you take a shower message. And I was scared to death. I did not want to do this. I fought it tooth and nail. I cried. I, every time I would try. See, we could spend four hours. I'm trying to give you the Reader's Digest yeah, version here. Sure. I tried to cancel the launch of this uh, for four different times and all each time within seconds of me just contemplating it, something miraculous would happen for confirmation. I'm like, okay, okay, you know. I did not want to do it. Scared to death of it. I cried to my mother on my hardwood floor and made a puddle of tears. Mom, I don't want to do this, man. I'm scared to death. So anyway, that day comes and um, I, you couldn't shut me up. I spoke for an hour and 40 minutes and Five people got saved, 15 rededicated, and um, 70 people total showed up. 
And all of a sudden after the service, I'm like, well, you guys like that? Would you ever like to do that again? They're like, yeah, I go, when? They go, next Sunday. And I'm like, no way. I was like, Let's, we'll do it once a month just to see if it's, <laughs> it's going to take and everything. Well, then I go home that night and I'm all on fire, man, Holy Spirit, adrenaline. And I'm like, man, this is so great. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call from Human Resources for my company on, on a Sunday. And I'm like, wait a minute, why are you calling me on a Sunday? And, um, you know, it's that we were finally, the 2008 crash was finally catching up with the mm -hmm. company. I was, I was the highest paid employee there other than the family, of course. And uh, I got let go. And all of a sudden, I'm like, God, what am I going to do? You know, you just had me start this thing. And uh, the most uh, calm come over me. And I just another voice inside my head said, uh, you're OK. Just trust me. Everything's going to work out. Well, I, I trusted him. And after the unemployment ran out in a year, the church was doing well enough to provide my basic needs. And after the house was getting ready to go into foreclose, it was doing well enough to save the house. Um, and that's it. And 12 and a half years old, uh, we've baptized. I think we're up to right around 1,085 baptisms in the river in that time. Uh, and that doesn't include all the salvations when we go on site to rock festivals, secular places that would stomp most churches, but we've got that motor coach that and it, it just people stop what they're doing and they're just in awe, like, whoa, you know, taking pictures and everything. And it's, it's a total Trojan horse. Um, and this whole thing, if, if we really had the time for me to sit here and, and tell you all the things of miraculous, I'm talking even that motor coach. Okay. We're not a rich church by any imagination, uh, right. Any stretch of the imagination. I think right now, you know, we've got a few thousand dollars in the checking account. Uh, we've got uh, 500 in our bingo account. Yes, we do bingo. I won't get into all this stuff. All right. You're going to hell. But most Christians don't even know the Bible does not say do not gamble. Yeah. You know, and they'll sit there and tell you, oh, it's a sin to gamble. Um, but anyway, so, oh, man, that was funny. I just brain farted. Hold on. So, oh, and then in the, we have a savings account with like 1600 in it because the vinyl wrap on the coach was $16,000. So in yeah. eight years, we'll have enough to redo it. Yeah. Um, but we raised the money. God gave us the money for that motor coach in three and a half weeks, over a hundred thousand dollars, man. Okay. That's really awesome. That really other helps. than that. And other than that, we're a poor church. It's paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, I mean, that's the way it is. I know this is of God. That's why uh, these modern day Pharisees that constantly, you know, I said, I have all this stuff written down. They come at me because of what they consider cussing, uh, the middle finger on the back of the coach, yep. <laughs> alcohol, alcohol, cigars, tattoos, and the use of skulls. So that makes me, I've been called a heretic. I've been called, uh, wait, Jim Jones. Wait. Jim, I always get Tom and Tom yeah, and Jim it's, messed it's Jim up. Jones. Yeah. It's Jim Jones. It's Jim Jones. Um, you know, I've gotten called. I've gotten called everything. And the funny thing is, they're judging us by appearance, which is what God said not to do. And they don't. They're too silly to go to our website and check out our what we believe page. Because I'll tell you this right now: uh, before Heavy Metal Church, if I were to stumble across a church, you know, I would go church like this i'd be like "Ooh, wait oh hold on a minute okay they got a website i gotta check this out because something don't seem right if i was a 
lifelong or even a Christian for any amount of time. But I at least give them the benefit of the doubt to go check out their What We Believe page. And if, if these people would just do that, they would see I come from a Baptist Pentecostal background. Our gospel message is ironclad. The thing is, American Christians has screwed it up so bad with the legalism and pushing away lost people, judging lost people, um, all of these things. Nobody wants anything to do with Jesus or his church anymore. And that's why the American church is on the decline. The American church has lost its backbone. They did uh, uh, research. I think it was Barna. Uh, only 2% of, of Christian churches evangelize anymore. Last year, the Southern Baptist denomination, 20, it was either 24 or 26% of all of their churches had not one baptism. What's wrong with that? You know what I'm saying? And that's why we have to go to extremes and, and our track record through the Holy Spirit, no power of my own. I am just proof of that scripture that says God will use the foolish to confound the wise because this thing was started in a bar. I lost my career. I've never looked back. Twelve and a half years later, we have multiple former Satan worshipers that have gotten saved. Atheists, agnostics, um, Wiccans, pagans, and we lost you. Are you still there? Houston, we've got a problem. It says we're still alive. Are you there, bro? Hey, hold on one second. We just got we got kicked off for a few minutes here. <laughs> the internet something happened with the connection and it just shut off for the past like three, four minutes. We're back on now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so wait, we, we lost all that footage? Just no, no, no. Just the last couple, like just like the last two minutes, it was. Uh, oh, it froze, <laughs> so I was able to re refresh everything, and, and we're good now. We've got full service. But I don't know what I was saying. It was important. Um, uh, you, the last thing I heard was you were talking about Jim Jones. <laughs> People said you were like Jim Jones. That All the was, way back there. Like, oh my like, gosh! It was like two. It was like you held up the cup and then you it froze. I was on. I was saying so many. <laughs> you were on a, I know you were on a roll and and I couldn't. Man, and I, and I didn't have a way to. I don't know what happened. I don't know because I had okay, internet so everywhere else on my on my computer. But <laughs> I have to repeat. I have to repeat what I'm saying. So back right, to Jim no Jones. So basically, uh, Jim Jones. Okay. Oh, so. You know, I've been called Jim Jones. I've been called a heretic. I've been called everything you could think of. Okay. And what makes these people, modern day Pharisees, ignorant well, is just, just real quick. They uh, apparently it only happened on my end. Everybody heard what you said. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. I was like, oh, God. I, 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 I broke my heart. <laughs> I was like, they're pouring out my soul. Um, so, uh, I can't remember the last thing I was saying, but basically, oh, yeah. We've had mul multiple multiple Satan worshipers, yeah. multiple uh, former atheists, agnostics, Wiccans, pagans have found Christ as their Lord and Savior. And it took these drastic things that we do to reach them. And these people have been so hurt by the modern day Pharisees telling them things that aren't even sins that's going to send them to hell. Okay. So when they see us pull up to the scene and I'm sipping on a bourbon, Oh, wait, I got a really for full effect, because if I'm going to hell, I better show everybody why I'm going to hell, you know, and it's like these are 
it just stinks because these so-called Christians, and I'm not doubting their salvation. I don't want anybody to go to hell, but it's funny because they're doubting mine and they don't even ask what we believe. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I come from a Baptist Pentecostal background. The difference is, is I've read the Bible for myself multiple times. And when you all of a sudden have a, a quarter of the Christian population out there telling you, you're going to go to hell for drinking a beer, but you can't find that in the Bible. Jesus and made wine for, he right. made wine for a bunch of drunk people. You're <laughs> right. And see, I've got everything. I'm ready to debunk all this stuff. The thing is, though, then Christians get even more stupid. And when you say, and I'll say, hey, man, if drinking alcohol was a sin, God's the biggest hypocrite in the world because that was let his first you, miracle. Let me, ask, let me ask you this question because there was a question that somebody had earlier. Uh, you know, what do you do about uh, somebody who's like an alcoholic or, or previous alcoholic uh, <clears throat> within your church? The question was, why does he drink in front of alcoholics? And I think that's a loaded question that I'm not going to ask. Well, but uh, but what 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 about somebody who has a problem with alcohol who is within your church? Like, how do you how do you handle that? Well, first of all, I would never offer anybody anything. Um, I tell people all the time, and my, my, my misfit family will tell you, because um, people want to come and support the pastor at his shows and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, hey, if you struggle with alcohol addiction, if you're a recovering addict or anything, do not come to my shows because I don't want to cause you to stumble. Um, the thing is, though, you know, these the people that accuse me, oh, well, you know, you're causing your brother and sister to stumble. Well, um, but yet they'll go to restaurants that serve alcohol. They'll go to, you know what I'm saying? There's um, the Pentecostal holiness, you know, we're going to put our women in jean skirts and hair buns and long sleeve blouses in August so that we don't cause men to lust. But yet there's freaks out there that get off off, off of feet. So now we got to put combat boots on them instead of flip flops in the summer because Joe over here fantasizes about fat women uh, stepping on cake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so there has to be some accountability with yeah. the other party. And I don't, I don't, I don't offer it. Matter of fact, when I have people over for dinner, when I, when I go out to dinner with people, I'm like, uh, do you struggle with uh, any form of addiction or alcoholism or anything like that? And I'll be like, no, why? I was like, well, cause I was going to order me a drink. And if you do, I'm not, cause I don't want to cause you to stumble. <laughs> so there is a, a line of responsibility, but just to say, all uh, it's a sin. Well, they say stupid stuff too. So when you say, well, you know, Jesus turned water to wine um, here, I've got all this stuff written down. So God would be the biggest uh, hypocrite. If that was the, the case, the sin is being an alcoholic. Okay. It's plain and simple an alcoholic. And uh, now then Christians will say, yeah, but getting buzzed and getting drunk is a sin. Some of them will say, well, it was only 3% alcohol back then. So you would have to drink 26 <laughs> glasses of wine yeah. just to get a bud. I mean, there's, there's a I mean where's the common sense? Well, there's I mean, a the problem that literally says, that, you know, to let the poor man have a drink to forget his problems. Or if you're on your deathbed in pain, get smashed. Okay, so the Bible doesn't con uh, contradict itself, but check it out. Here's what I've heard. Well, it's only 3% alcohol. Uh, well, you shouldn't call your brothers and sisters a stumble. Um, well, we should be sober minded. Well, listen, if you're taking Dayquil, NyQuil, energy drinks, coffee, antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, Sudafed, Mucinex, nasal spray, anesthesia for surgery, you're altering your mind, dude. All right. So 
it's like this. It's proof that they were drinkers back then, because even on the on the wedding feast, uh, John two verse ten says, and said to him, "Every man serves the good wine first, and when the guests are drunk, this is NASB version. When the guests are drunk, then he serves they the poorer wine because they can't taste it because because they bring out the Mad Dog twenty twenty and nobody cares. <laughs> That's paraphrase, of course. So. You know, and it's like, so Jesus did that. So of course, there were people getting drunk there. It was a celebration because Christians will say, oh, yeah, but you, you can't buzz and you can't get drunk. And then I'm like, look, dude, if you're on an empty stomach and you have one glass of wine, it's going to buzz you. So that's not a sin. And what's the point if you don't get the buzz? It's for relaxation. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm yeah, you can't get lost all over the place. Well, that's what. Well, yeah, but you can't get drunk ever. You can't get drunk. Well, no, that's not. We know what an alcoholic is. Right. Okay. But they, they're still, they're trying to err on the side of caution. I will give them credit for that. They're trying to err on the side of caution. Sure. But by doing that, they're putting falsified claims on what the Bible says, and they are pushing people away from Christ. I've had people come up, multiple people and say, man, I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead. But I've been told that if I, if I come to church and get saved, I got to stop drinking. And I go, well, are you an alcoholic? They go, no, I just like to have some beer every now and then. I was like, then don't quit. And they say, but I've been told. I was like, I don't care what you've been told. I can show you right now in the Bible that you're okay. And it also just depends on the Christian because, you know, uh, there's a lot of Calvinists out there. They'll smoke cigars and they will, they'll, they'll, drink, they'll drink liquor. <laughs> and they'll have podcasts where they're doing all of those things. And, and I, like, I tend to agree with them on that. Just like that. <laughs> I tend to agree. I mean, you know, there is uh, – I, I know people that have struggled with alcoholism. I had a buddy of mine right. who, died, who died from that, um, uh, from alcohol and, and drug abuse. I was addicted. To, I didn't really ever have a problem with alcohol. Um, and so, you know, to this day, I still don't drink very much like at all. Um, occasionally a couple of times a year, maybe, um, just celebratory usually, or just cause I want to relax one day and I've had like a really rough day or something, <laughs> uh, but that's about it. Uh, and, and I don't find anything wrong with that. And, and as long as, I mean, you know, when you've gone too far. Absolutely. If, if and if drinking, if drinking your family, you're, yes. you're lying to get it. Yeah. You know I mean, those are the, those are, that, that's what an addiction is, is whenever you are doing things right. behind. It's idolatry. It's, it's gluttony. It's, it's idolatry. It's <laughs> well, everything. because you know that it's wrong and shameful. Yeah. You're yeah. yeah. And so and, I don't uh, understand that. But here's the thing. People will say, oh, but that was Kool-Aid, like the freaking Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Coming in at the wedding feast and stuff. Um, there's another scripture, too. They were drinkers back then. That's proof, number one. Number two, well, first of all, Noah didn't get uh, naked on grape juice. If he did, give me some of that because that whatever. <laughs> the but first here's thing another he did one. when he got off the boat was get drunk. Planted a, well, he planted a vineyard, right? Right, right. The, first, <laughs> the worst family vacation ever, and the first thing he does is get off and immediately start planning for the future of getting drunk. Lord, I've been with these people for 40 days and 40 nights, and I've been smelling all the well, dung in the world. He was on the boat for a year. Yeah. <laughs> on the boat for a year with your family. Well, it's raining and storming and all that, locked inside for 40 days, 40 nights. But there's another scripture, too, on Acts verse uh, 13, where it says, but others in the crowd really, uh, you know, when the Holy Spirit fell and, and all that. And it said, but others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, ah, they're just drunk, that's all. And then... Peter says in, in verse 14, um, stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake. 
about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine, it, uh, it's nine o'clock in the morning, and it's too yeah. much. It's it is much too early for that. Yeah. Uh, no, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. If it was a sin to drink. If it was a sin to like, of course whatever, not, of course they're not drunk. Of course, well, how dare you? Because drinking is a sin, and we are of the Lord. He would have said something like that. He said, "Oh man, it's only nine o'clock. What are you talking about? It ain't time for that yet." It's not so there's <laughs> right, and so for for a Christian, it's irresponsible for these denominations to sit there and tell people that you're going to hell. It's a sin. That's why I do this. I do it on purpose. Everything that we do at Heavy Metal Church is on purpose to make fools out of the modern day Pharisees who are pushing more people away from Jesus Christ than they are bringing to. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's why that's why we do what we do and how we do it. I get attacked for the skulls. Oh, you're glorifying death. No. Um, if you know what Golgotha means, it means hill of the skull, place of the skull. Everything's a play on words. We were at a motorcycle event. Uh, we've been there for three or four years, and we average, no joke. And I give God all the praise and glory for this. This is not my power. I'm not smart enough for this. I'm not good looking enough for this. I'm not anything enough for this. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm proof that if God calls or God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And this motorcycle event that we go to every year, we average between 18 and 24 salvations a year in four hours, okay? We pull up in that big, beautiful motor coach with the middle finger that says, hey, Satan on the back. Um, yeah, actually, we, that brings it up. That brings that up because I wanted to talk to you about <laughs> the motor coach because that is something that uh, a lot of people get upset about the motor coach. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, you know, as far as that kind of stuff is concerned, that is the least of my concerns as far as uh, as far as, as anything goes, is um, the middle finger being stuck up and saying that to Satan. <laughs> uh, I don't know how somehow that's satanic. I, do, I just don't I don't see that. You know uh, why I come up with that? Can I explain that? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, that's what I want to know. I want to know why and what the motivation is behind it and how effective okay. is it really Let's let's perform a test. I want one of the naysayers out there to bring their little school bus transformed into a church bus that says the first blank church of blank on the side. And let's follow each other across the country like we go because of that motor. coach. Everything that God showed me that motor coach would do, it's done and even more. Every time we pull that thing out onto the road and start driving, Google sends us an email that says, you have an unusually high amount of traffic on your website uh, this week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We get messed. We've had salvations at in a McDonald's parking lot. We have had because nobody's ever seen anything like it before. And curiosity kills the cat. Now, here's the deal. When we drive down the freeway, you'll see. You'll see cars cruising by us on the freeway, and then all of a sudden you'll see brake lights, and they're just creeping back, creeping <laughs> back. Yeah, you know, like oh, nothing, to, nothing to see here, big motor coach. We're just, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it, it never gets old. They pull up their phones, they start recording, and then they all the way by. Now, we went to the satanic. Uh, what was it in Boston uh, or this year? We went to the satanic temple. Satan Fest or whatever, Satan, Satan Con. Con. Yeah, Satan, Satan Con. Con. Yeah. 
because we knew that the good street creatures you, were good. good for you. Like I've always well, wanted, the, I've wanted to do something like that. I've always wanted to because most of the time that's just a bunch of edgy atheists who have been hurt by Christians. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. But here's when I knew what we were going to see when we pulled up. It was all of those so-called street preachers holding up their signs. You're going to burn in hell. You're going to repent. No. And, you know, and, and not a single bringing, one of them have reached any of those. Things. Right. <laughs> and there, but here's what happened when we pulled up yeah. and all of a sudden we stand out and hold up signs that point to them. Professional signs made that says not all Christians are assholes like these inbreds like that. It gets the attention of the Satanists and which most, like you said, the, those people are mostly atheists. They're not devil worshipers. Right. So while we're parked, you know, 200 feet away from those clowns, all of a sudden we have these people at the convention coming up to us, some with tears in their eyes, coming up. Thank you so much for showing us love instead of what those people are doing over there. And that's, that is a Holy Spirit home run. That's planting seeds. And then uh, an interviewer, they actually let a Christian uh, broadcasting company in there under the, you know, hey, we're not in here to cause any, we just want to try to understand you. We want to document this. Yeah. So they come out and interview us. And I took down his information and everything. And he emailed me that night when we were on our way back uh, to Dayton, Ohio. And he goes, Brian, I just want to tell you, when I went back in after break, all of these Satanists, he, he said, I was walking all around this thing and they were talking about the first heavy metal church of Christ. They weren't talking about those blowholes out there. Mm -hmm. And here's the funny thing. They were sharing our church mm -hmm. with their friends on their Facebook. So <laughs> tell me that that doesn't piss Satan off oh, yeah. when people, people that he thinks he's already in the bag. <laughs> right. Right. And that is the beauty of the first heavy metal church of Christ. Now I challenge any of these naysayers out there to grab your church bus, follow behind us um, half a mile. Okay. We're going to cruise forward. We people rolling the windows down. Yeah. Taking pictures, doing all this stuff, sharing it with their friends. We've got at least one t-shirt being worn in 23 different countries around the world. Okay. Uh, average church bus with whatever gets no attention that motorcycle thing i was telling you about 200 feet away was another church with their tent okay and i'll give them credit for what they're doing they're trying to reach the lost but they're doing it in this traditional way that is long dead okay we watched all the people v-line in the outward direction so that they did not have to make eye contact with let them be an earshot of what they had to say but yet we had a line at our coach going all the way down the deal people wanted to know what it was we had this big spinning wheel giving out free t-shirts free coffee mugs uh, we have this game called five for five we'll give you five dollars all you got to do is answer five questions that you know just answer truthfully there's no wrong or right answer and we've got it designed holy spirit breathe guys i don't take any credit for this by the fourth question we know what they believe why they believe and why they haven't been saved and the final question is well we're not guaranteed tomorrow you've heard everything that we have to say god wants you exactly the way you are right now you don't have to change anything about your life yeah. because what the enemy doesn't want you to know just is as that you are. Right. Yeah. Yes. And when you accept Christ, then the Holy Spirit enters your heart yeah. 
and the cleanup process begins. Right. That's why and like that's, I, I was I was watching the stuff about Kat Von D and how she got saved. And then all of the Christians that came out uh, I was so <laughs> that, pissed off, man. That 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 infuriates me because me it's, too. Like, it's like <laughs> she's a baby Christian. She's a baby Christian. She doesn't mm -hmm. know a lot at all. She's, she's acting dressed, like a baby. Right. She still dresses the same as she did. She acts the same as she did because she just got saved, like just the other day. <laughs> and here you are saying, why aren't you perfect yet? Well, why did you come out with that new album? You know what? Let's encourage her. Matter of fact, she only she's over in Indiana. I was so yeah. pissed off by the Christians that I wanted to go to her church. There's only like 25, 30 people that goes to her church. I wanted to pull up in the motor coach. And go in and say congratulations, God bless you, yeah. and we're we're in this together. We're and all getting cleaned up along the way. Of all the other Christians that are jerks, mm -hmm. is that yeah? The thing is, all of those Christians that are pointing fingers. <clears throat> funny thing is, they might be a little more refined on how we see them, yeah. but they're wicked in their hearts and minds. None of them would want a hidden camera on them for yeah. seven days straight <laughs> on every every thought every how they are behind closed doors uh, let's just okay hold on and then on their way to church seven days later we're going to call them and say hey by the way we've had a hidden camera on your thoughts and everything that you've done behind closed doors how you were in your break room at work yeah, everything like worked out very well for them. we know your cell phone history we know your computer history everything we saw your movie collection everything mm -hmm. and we're going to air it for the entire church yeah, to see on Sunday. come on in you know like that you know what they do they turn around and and never return to that church again oh, they're friggin i've known a lot of those my grandfather my grandfather's a pastor and the people that have listened to the first episode <laughs> of my podcast kind of went into my story about my my grandfather and my grandfather's a pastor <laughs> um you know he's a pastor in a small town of, of Texas called Borger, Texas. Pastored there for 50 years. But behind closed doors, he was the most evil man that I'd ever oh, known. I mean, yeah. he, he tortured my grandmother to death over the span of three years, slowly. Oh, yeah. To death? <laughs> tortured her to death over the span of three years. I encourage you to go listen to that, that episode, man. I went into it in detail because <clears throat> that, 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 what, what happened there with him caused me to, to turn away from God. But the way that my grandmother was during that is what ultimately brought me back to him because, uh, because she lived her faith period. And I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it is, it was, it was the most gut wrenching thing that I've ever had to go through. And he was supposed to be a man of God. Yeah. Uh, and like well, I told wait, you before, I, I'm sorry. No, Go ahead. No, I was gonna. Like, I was gonna like, add something to so it. Like I, like I told you before. Uh, <laughs> um, before we got on here, you know, I, I went to Bible college and I left a drug addicted atheist. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, we froze. No. Somebody comment if you can hear me, and it's only his end that froze, so we don't have to play back. Come on, somebody comment. He'll be back. Now we will break for this. I was trying to be funny and I, I just lost it. Come on, I have faith in you. Where you at? This is a good interview, man. I'm having fun. Let's take a break for our sponsor. Check that book out if you get a chance. It'll change your life.
Somebody text me if you can. Oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. So, so hopefully I was sitting there trying to like. No, hey, you're good. You're good. No, it was. Okay. Uh, I don't know what keeps happening. I think I've never had any problems with this with uh, with this app before. Uh, you know why? It's because this interview is so damn important. <laughs> hey, it's the biggest one that I've had. We've got we've got quite a few people in here, uh, and and I'm, I'm really I, I appreciate it a whole lot. <laughs> but uh, so one of the things I want to talk to you about also. Uh, that you mentioned kind of before we started the show is the the, the free weed. The okay, <laughs> hold on, wait. Before we segue into the free weed, okay. I never answered. The reason oh, that okay. is on the back of the motor coach is because why do Christians have the crappiest movies, the crappiest music, not all of the music. I mean, Demon Hunter is my favorite Christian rock band. Yeah, there's a lot of good uh, Christian metal out there. Um, well, that's okay. We can agree to disagree on that, but well, no, no, no. I like demon hunter and stuff like that. Um, uh, what is it? Oh yeah, there, there are, but what I'm saying is, is for the most part, I get slammed all the time. Well, why are you listening to that? Blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, this, this band right here from the eighties sounds like Metallica. No, if I want to, yeah a band that sounds like Metallica, I'm going to listen to Metallica and not a sure. subpar version of it. Okay. Right. Right. But here's the deal. In the same way with clothing, I saw a shirt that said, not today, Satan. If I'm a lost person and I see some straight neck, holier than now, Chris, not today, Satan. I'm going to laugh my ass off at that. What we really want to say to the enemy of all humankind, 7,000 people die every hour in this world. Statistically, 5,500 of them are going to hell for all of eternity, a place that was never created for them. And it doesn't have to be that way if the lazy Christians got off their ass and took the Great Commission and, uh, you know, seriously, instead of the great suggestion, it's the great commission. OK, yep. most Christians have never led somebody to Christ, have never prayed some sort of a salvation prayer. The <laughs> average Christian in America does not know that you can baptize people, not just the pastor, the elders, the deacons and all of that. Yeah, well, the average Christian doesn't actually know anything about the Bible that they claim to read. You ask them what's the narrative in the book of Numbers, they have no clue because they've never even tried to read it because it's too difficult to understand, which I understand that. And that's part of the reason why I started this podcast, because I want to teach people how to understand the Bible. Good for you. Good for you, man. That's that's my passion is helping people understand because it's, it's difficult to understand. It genuinely is. But the answers are out there for all of the things that all of the questions that you have, every single question that you could possibly have. There's an answer for it. And Susan said, Susan said that the, uh, there are numbers and censuses in the tribes, but there's actually a narrative because in, in the book of Numbers, that's whenever the Israelites just go, just get to the promised land for the very first time and they mm -hmm. send out the spies and the spies come back and tell them, hold on, there's all these Nephilim in the land. Uh, what are we going to do about this? And they're like, ah, we can't do it. We don't trust God. It's an awesome story. There's a whole lot. Uh, but yes, there are, there are numbers and censuses of the tribes, which is why people typically refuse to, to read it because it gets kind of boring. But even in all of that, you can see God in some amazing ways. I'm going to get into all of that in the, in the show uh, as I continue on uh, in the process of teaching this. <clears throat> but my passion is helping people understand this book and understand it in a way to where they can realize like the whole point of me calling it the metal Bible is the Bible is filled with some of the most metal freaking oh, stories yeah. that there are. Oh my goodness. The Bible's <laughs> a rated R book. 
And these these little pansy ass Christians out there are treating it like a G rated book, and that's why they come down on us. Yeah, don't say breast, the curvature of her breast, and all this stuff. Um, what about uh, what is it? Not Ecclesiastes. Uh, I think it's in First Kings. You know, people get on to us about our T-shirts, okay? Or you know, the "Don't be a dick," First Corinthians thirteen, and all that, which is the love chapter. And in English today, hey man, don't be a dick. Um, well, here's the deal. I, I tell them, I was like, okay, so should I put if that's so offensive be, to you? Should be a donkey in missions in Ezekiel. Is that what? That is? If you look at Ezekiel, that's Ezekiel. If you pull up the different translations. That's what I say. I go, okay, well, if you, if you have such a problem with the don't be a dick, um, why don't, since all of God's word is great for, you know, encouragement and rebuke and all this, why don't I just make a t-shirt that, that says, and she lusted after her two lovers, and she imagined one that was because his hung. Because was the up. size of a donkey. Yeah. The one was hung like a horse, and the other one came like a donkey. <laughs> so let me put that on a shirt. Is that yeah. going to make every... Oh, no, but now you're abusing the Bible. No, you don't even witness. You don't even evangelize. You don't even know what I'm talking about. That's why we don't you teach know? our children the entire Bible. Because it's it, rated it, R. It is an adult book. Right. So I say that I say that we're a we're a PG-13 church for a rated R world, but basically we're probably a rated R church for a rated X world. Now, to answer your question about the free weed, water, and beer. Yeah, yeah. Dude, curiosity kills the cat. Sure. So when you when you go to a secular event, like we were at incarceration, for those of you that don't know what it is, in Mansfield, Ohio, it's the actual penitentiary, state penitentiary, where they filmed Shawshank Redemption. And now it's a museum where you can walk in and it is still in the same you know shape that they left it. Mm -hmm. Well, they have this amazing um, music festival called Incarceration. It's a tattoo music festival, it's all Pantera, Megadeth, all of that sure. stuff. So we'll get a campground space. We'll pull in with that motor coach. We'll put out a sign that says free weed, water, and beer. Guys, all it is is a hemp rope choker chain necklace, A&W root beer, and water. And when you see people walking by, taking pictures of that, laughing. Because you're not actually giving them marijuana. Uh, you're, no. You're giving them I mean, the, the, basically the cousin of that plant. But, but the thing is, what's wrong with humor? You know, and it's like, and then when you're they're looking and laughing, it's like, oh, come on now, you know, you're curious. Come here. Dude, we had 14 salvations at incarceration and made over 2,000 thousand connections there all right now here's the deal finally i mean i'm getting aggressive i'm like man we have to be able to do more so i'm going into the concert i took a bunch of those hemp rope bracelets stuck them in a, a ziploc bag like it was like i'm smuggling in colombian bam bam into this concert man so and god put this on my heart that i we just started uh, it was me and my friend kim and we just started walking up to people um and i'd be and and you know, not everyone, just whoever I felt a discernment for. And I'd be like, hey, you guys want some free weed? And they're like, yeah, you know, like that. And I'd be like, all right. And I started pulling out. I was like, hey, man, here's your free hemp rope uh, necklace. Um, rock on, dude. You guys having a good time? Yeah. I said, on a serious note, I just want to say, if you've ever been hurt by an asshole Christian in your life, 
I apologize. And I'm so sorry that they falsely represented Jesus Christ to you. And here's the great thing that happened. 99% of these people put their head down, nodded in agreement. They're thinking about that exact time when that happened. Yeah. yeah. And half of them, when they pulled their head up, this is no exaggeration. They had tears in their eyes. They hugged us and said, thank you. I have, I have. And I said, you know what? All I ask is that check out this website. I promise they were falsely representing Jesus Christ of the well, Bible. It's like that old DC talk song at the beginning. It says that the main reason for atheism today is because Christians, Christians. walk out the door and don't yes. act like Christians. They don't act like Christ. Right. What <laughs> about that, what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. It's just that is that is key. A lot of Christians. Uh, there's a there's a ton of people who claim to be Christians who just are not. Right. And you can tell by their actions. Jesus says you will know them by the things that they Love. do. Love for one another. Right. You will know them by the things that they do. And sometimes love it means that you gotta turn over some tables. Sometimes love means you gotta you gotta you gotta shake some things up. But it's it's choosing when that's an appropriate time and when it's not. Right. And if Absolutely. you don't know somebody, the, the, the Bible says we're not supposed to judge people who are not Christians. Right. We're supposed to fruit respect one another. We are we are required to judge each other. We are required. Absolutely. Yep. And, and but even Christians take that too far sometimes. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. These people uh, that come, these modern day Pharisees that attack us on our Facebook page on these threads that we post. They're sinning because what does the Bible say? You know it. It says if a brother offends you, contact them privately to try to win them over. First thing that you do. Right. You don't get on our Facebook page and say, you you piece of shit going to hell. It's because it's it's supposed to be from from a, a stance of love. Out of love. That's why, you know, like I said before the show, somebody told me I needed to recall to call you to repentance. Uh, I don't know you, uh, and so I'm not going to call you to repentance because I don't know you, and 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 I like uh, I don't know you enough to love you like that <laughs> in that way. It it would just look at me as like what, who, he doesn't know me. How could I? Do I, don't, I don't doubt your salvation. Sure. We were talking before this. I know you're so, I mean, I don't know your heart. Sure. But I hope I hope our conversation yeah, enough that you know I'm genuine and I love oh, Jesus. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And you know there may be some things that I disagree with, and some things that I that, and there's a lot of things. But, but, but here's the deal: I, I agree with your message entirely. I agree. I I know that your heart <clears> now. I know this for a fact that your heart is to save the lost, to save those that the church has said, "No, nah, we don't want you. Yep. We don't need you because you don't look like us, because you don't yep. act like us, <clears throat> because you're not perfect." before you walk in these doors, we don't want you a part of it. And that is a huge problem for the church. Yeah. And if, if more people had a heart like yours, <laughs> there'd be a lot more Christians. Uh, there'd be a lot more diversity in, in, in Christianity as far as like the way that people act and look, the way that God wanted wants it to be. He doesn't want us to all look and exactly fit into the same box. Right. Now right. we can't be living a lifestyle of sin. No, absolutely. And that's what people think. People think, well, you're promoting sin. Listen, guys, the things that we get slammed for, again, I will say, is cussing, middle finger on the coach, alcohol, cigars, tattoos, uh, and use of skulls. Now, can I just uh, throw a Reader's Digest thing in here real quick? Sure. I've already talked about um, the middle finger, okay, alcohol, 
Um, okay, so smoking cigars, it's not mentioned in the Bible. Then the Pharisees will come back with, yeah, but the body is a temple and you're polluting it. Well, nine times out of ten, this is coming from a fat person that double fists McDonald's three times a week. All right? <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. then it's like, how dare you talk about, uh, you know, I have a thyroid issue. Well, isn't it funny that America is the fattest country in the world and we have more thyroid problems than anybody else? Now, hold on. <laughs> There's Hold you on. Don't go to if, third world countries and find people with thyroid problems like that. It's, it's, if you're going to tell me that, well, your, you know, your body is a, that's what they'll say. Well, yeah, it's not mentioned, but your body is a temple of the Lord. Well, you're fat. Have and you been to a temple before? Because they're filled with smoke and ornate art all over the place. They're filled with tattoos. And well, yeah, I've got tattoos my, all over my arm. That's my stained glass, man. <laughs> so, but here's the deal. These people are eating processed foods, drinking soda pop, sugar, high fructose corn syrup, and just about everything. And now here's the deal. I was a track star in high school, and I still have two records to this day and the one year that I went to college. And I could run circles around all of these people still at the age of 51. I could put bourbon in my water bottle, put a, uh, a cigar that I don't even inhale yeah. hanging out of my lip. And I will kick your ass in a foot race. So whose temple is in better shape? All right. Tattoos. They want to use the, you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo marks on you. I am the Lord. This was talking, and that's in uh, Leviticus uh, 1928. They were talking about pagan rituals to honor the dead. That has nothing to do with the New Testament or modern day tattooing. Then they bring up the body as a temple thing again. And then I talk about their weight and eating habits and they get all pissed the, off. The, the and, tattoo stuff is just ridiculous because it's like, yeah. the, the, first of all, it's an Old Testament law for the, for the Levites because it's, yeah. it's in Leviticus. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, it's, and when that little part about doing it for the dead, they used to take the ashes of the dead and tattoo it into themselves. Like that, that's what it's saying. Don't do yes. it. God, God is not mad that I have Yahweh Elohim on my arm yes. and hope and love on my fists. God is not upset. Yes. And this is Katen the Berean in, in my name, the Berean in Greek on my arm. God is not upset with that. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> now, if these naysayers want to look at Leviticus again, just back up to uh, verse 19. And it says, you shall keep my statutes. You shall not let your livestock breed with another kind. You shall not sow your field with mixed seed, nor shall a garment of mixed linen and wool come upon you. So listen, modern day Pharisees, if you're, you're going to shove that scripture in my face with your little poly blend shirt that you've got on, I'm I'm on it now. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Have we covered everything that I'm accused of being a heretic for? Hold on. Help me, brother. Help me. Help. Okay, cussing. Um, okay, cursing. Let me get through this one, and then I'll shut up. All right. Here's, here's the scripture. So they will, so I'll say shit. I'll say, you know, all of this, uh, whatever, the don't be a dick t-shirt, uh, you know, the hey Satan on the back. Yeah. I won't even get into all this, but. Ephesians 4 is instructions for Christian living. And what most of these Christians don't even know when they're coming at me, see, I have done my homework. I have studied profusely. And the, the Bible did not have chapters and verses. All right. right. These people cherry pick. 
They entirety together in, in one sitting. That was the whole point of them. Is the Ephesians are supposed to read the the Ephesian letter to themselves yes. in its entirety. Yes. So now let me school these people and let me get through this. And then I'm done other than these same Christians, like I said, have never led anybody to Christ. They've never baptized anybody. They go to church thinking I'm just a great Christian because I go to church every Sunday and all this stuff. So uh, they misquote scripture before I get into this. Um, they'll say money is the root of all evil. Uh, what is it? God moves in mysterious ways. That's not in the Bible. All things work together for good. They misquote that. Um, I'm blessed and highly favored. They misquote that. Um, spare, hold on here. Pride comes before the fall. All of these things. They misquoted the scripture on what it means. Um, okay. Oh, and the, the big one is. That I can't handle? Yes. I was getting ready to say that. That is not about God will give you yes. plenty that you can't handle. So you have to rely on him. Yeah, and not be all like, I can do it all. Um, and these are the ignorant people that are coming at me, and you don't even know your Bible, man. You know, they want to say, I'm a heretic going to hell. But here's the deal. Here's the big one right here. They because of the language. All right, because I finally, man, when I, I think honestly, I, that's probably the biggest barrier for people, just because they're people who have their ears trained to hear when they hear, oh no, that's and, and honestly, like. For me, I've grown up around people that cut, like, I, I, I don't, that's the least thing that I could possibly care about, about anybody, because, like, I've had Christians that'll say things like, you know, when I'm at work, people don't cuss around me because out of respect, and I'm like, that doesn't do anything at all. Well, the, yeah, they're, they're pushing people away from Jesus because they can't be themselves around. They not want to be around you, right. period. Like, dude, hey, let's go out and party with Bob. We can't say shit in front of him. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I remember that in college, there was this girl, she she, she was like, and she came up and she was like, I just want to tell everybody, I just wanna, I've got a praise that at my job that people said that they were going to stop cussing around me. And even back then, and I was like 18, 19, I was like, that, that doesn't do, what is what does that accomplish in the Nothing. end? Nothing. It pushes <laughs> people away from Christ. That means that they don't want to be around you because they can't talk like them normal selves. Right. Like if I'm talking to somebody and and they're cussing. I, I, I don't care. I mean, I, I don't. Know, it's, I'm. I'm just oblivious. I don't even care at all. It doesn't even affect me anymore. Here's the problem. Uh, you're right. Um, I. So many people that are Christian. Here's the one they'd said to me in the past. Well, I tell you what. When I'm in my break room, we have this one guy named Bob, and he just says GD, GD all the time. GD, GD, GD. And I am just so. I said, Hey, that is my Lord and Savior, and that offends me. All you did is push them away they will never go to church with you here's the deal the average christian they think gd is the ultimate it, well, it's they, just that, that is not what that verse that is not what that well, commandment is about right. the commandment is about carrying the name of jesus or the name of god in the wrong way it has nothing to do with just you, i mean you probably shouldn't go around saying gd I, I'll, well I'll right but here's the deal look at what most christians what do is about. it is about look, Saying I am a believer of God, I follow God, but I do not act like it at all. That's what that means. And the way I take it is it says, do not use the Lord's name in vain. If you look up vain, it means without a purpose. Yeah. So when a Christian goes, oh, God, I, oh. 
Hey, a little dramatic effect right there. That wasn't supposed to. Oh, wait. I got to no, turn that up. Down. That was awesome. That just like, good thing I had pants on. For real. But anyway, ah, sometimes I don't. But anyway, so it's like they they stubbed, they stubbed their toe or their finger like, oh, God, that hurt. Oh, God, 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 God. That's using the Lord's name in vain. So here's the deal. Watch this. A Pharisee's head's going to explode right now in three. Two, one. So if I say God damn right now, I'm using it for a purpose because I'm teaching this audience something. Okay. I'm not using it in vain. Sure. But yet all these Christians stub their toe. They do all oh God, 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 God. And oh, or what about when the ones oh gosh, shoot, frick, um, dang. You know what I'm saying? What is that? That's a G-rated version of a PG-13 word, and you think you're better than me? Most of these people don't even know that the word shit, okay? It's only a cuss word, I think, in two nations in the world. America's one of them. They say shite in England when that means shit. But here's where it come from. Back in the day, um, I can't believe humans ever did this. Because, see, it's nasty to us. But they used to poop in communal toilets where you're sitting hey bob what's up can you pass me the sponge and they and they used to use a sponge on a stick yeah. the same sponge yeah. and wipe their butts well then um outhouses came on the scene and then in uh, uh plumbing came so then it used to be yeah well i gotta go shit you know we're just sitting here taking a shit well then when indoor plumbing became well all of a sudden the thought of sitting down with bob or Joe and taking a dump and then using the, the same sponge is just like, oh, it's just, oh my gosh. So it's a cuss word, you know? Yeah. And for, so well, let me like say in, this. In England, bloody is a cuss word. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, all, it's an it's old person will smack you in the mouth. <laughs> but here's the deal. Oh, but in America, bloody is like saying the F-bomb. Yeah. Or, you know, no, no, I'm sorry. In, in England, England yeah, yeah. bloody is like saying the F-bomb. But here's what I want to read, and then after that, we'll open it up to questions. Uh, I'll just shut up because I'm right, real quick before I, you I'm do past. that. Before you do that, anybody have any questions? Go ahead and put them in the comments. Uh, make sure you type question in so I can know that you're not just making a comment. But can we just get rid of this one right out of the starting gate? I mean, no, no boxers, no briefs. I wear male thongs. Thank you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> So for the ones that say cussing, oh, you're just so vile because you curse. Okay, well, here's the uh, scripture that they use. Please tell me. I Hold on. Okay, so here's the average Christian. All these people that attack us on Facebook because of some of the language or some of the Friday, uh, Funny Bone Fridays and everything else. Here's all they know. They'll say, well, you're sinning. I go, why? Well, because the Bible says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And I'll go like this. I'll be like, but what does it say after that? Not one. I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to say, I want to say hundreds, but let's just say numerous over and over and over and over again. I will say, but what does it say after that? They all say, well, oh, no, I'll have to go grab my Bible. Or they'll say, well, I have to go talk to my pastor. I say, well, here, no, let me save you the time. I'll tell you what it says. Now, I'm just going to read it verbatim from the, God's word here. 
Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen, that it may benefit those who listen. Now, listen, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ has forgave you. Now, listen, they stop at do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is building up others according to their needs. I've been at bars and I've been at concerts before where, first of all, don't call me pastor. Call me Brian. You know, pastors only mentioned one time in the entire Bible yeah. two according to the translation. And yet you uplift these pastors like their shit don't stink, like they're perfect and they're not i have spoke to so many pastors across the country behind the doors they cuss they're mad they're angry they are human but the congregants <laughs> think that they're just Whoa! well let me they're tell not. you let me tell you there's this one guy who used to come and speak at the baptist bible college that i went to and they let him cuss while he was while he was preaching and the only reason they did that is because he would donate millions of dollars to them <laughs> And I always, I was, that always used to just irritate the crap out of me because I was like, you guys are just hypocrites because if anybody, if I were to go up and do this, you'd kick me out of the school right? But because he's donating millions of dollars. We used to call him the cussing preacher. Because oh, I, that's another name of mine I'm now, the cussing, drinking, smoking pastor. But uh, before I finish this, Tony, I think it's Tony Compella or something. My favorite quote ever. It goes, he'll go speak at churches and all this kind of stuff. And he goes, you know what? Last night or last, no, this month, 30,000 children died of unclean drinking water and malnourishment. And he pauses and he goes, and most of you don't give a shit. Then he pauses again and he goes, the problem is you're more upset that I just said shit in your church than you are that 30,000 children died this past month because of unclean drinking water. That's the problem with the American church right there. Okay. So when they say, but do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others according to their needs. Well, let's stop right there. When we're at bars and these concerts and they know I'm a pastor, they're, they're like, oh yeah. And they're telling me a story. They're, they love that they just found this motor coach. They love seeing a pastor in an Iron Maiden t-shirt or with a Hey Satan shirt or something like that. And they're sitting there sharing their life with me. And all of a sudden they go, yeah, man. And then I was like, man, that's bullshit. And then they go, oh, 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 oh. Like a kid that just got caught with his hand in the cookie jar or something. Now, I already know what they're going to say, yeah. but I've got what I'm going to say next. I go, oh, man, well, wait, what's wrong? They won't even look at me in the eye. Oh, I'm sorry, man. You're a, you're a pastor and I just cursed in front of you. I go, man, I ain't afraid of a little bullshit. I was like, be yourself, dude. Yeah. Rock on. All of a sudden they go, really? Yeah. And they light back up and they finish their story. Okay. Now, so with don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. I just built that person up. Yeah. Okay. And here's the deal. Whatever these modern day Pharisees deem as a cuss word, I don't have to use any cuss words i could just say you know what you are a worthless piece of dong matter of fact you are 
dung from a dung beetle. I can't stand you. You are, you know, that's, if I tell a joke or, oh, man, you just stepped in a big piece of shit. That is so funny. And we all start laughing. Or I can tear you down with words that are not even deemed a cuss word. Or I can be jovial and tell a joke that has the word shit in it. It's all about how you're using your words and your heart and your mind. So I just build that guy up. And then it says that it may benefit those who listen. Well, when we go to these secular events, bro, we're going to, we're not going to sin, but we're going to become, I said, people say, but Brian, I don't get any of that kind of music. What I do, I was like, go buy an ACDC shirt, put it on, mess your hair up, wear some jeans that have some holes in it and you'll fit right in. Don't go and dress for the, use the lures of the fish you're trying to catch. But then it says after this, um, do not grieve the Holy Spirit and whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Hey, modern day Pharisees, we lead people to Christ with a shirt that says, don't be a dick. In every single church in America, including ours, and I get on to them all the time, there's more sin going on at the water cooler with Betty and Billy talking about how short Samantha's dress is. Or, did you hear? Oh my gosh, dude. Mm -hmm. She's divorced again and now she's checking up with Betty. Or when they use prayer requests as gossip. Like, oh, I just want you to pray for my friend. She's cheating on her husband with so and so. Right. (laughs) We used to get that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that's going on in every church. So, you're going to tell me. I'm sinning because I say shit or don't be a dick or hey, say that's what we really want to say to the the enemy of all time that betrayed our Lord and Savior that comes down here. He is the responsible one for disease and sickness and illness and murder and pedophilia and all of this stuff. And I'm going, you know, why don't. Why don't you ask me what my gospel message is? Jesus Christ is the only way to God. You cannot go on sinning once you get saved. But the thing is, this is life. And when the Holy Spirit enters your heart, it's a cleanup process that takes a lifetime. And if you take somebody that's been in the world for 40 or 50 years and they give their heart to Jesus, do you understand how many, if their life was a, a fishing line, how many knots they have in that fishing line? The world would cut that fishing line and start from anew. God loves you too much. Only the Holy Spirit can take those knots out of that fishing line, but it takes time. Yeah. You've been saturated with the world for half of your life, all of your life. <laughs> so now you're saved, past, present, future sins. And as long as you're truly saved, God cleans you up along the way. And here's what I say at church when, well, we're the church. Here's what I say in that gathering place that we have that looks like my living room because in Acts they met in living rooms and not get this, get this book, Pagan Christianity. It'll blow your mind. But um, I say, you know what? If you came in here a douchebag and you get saved, you're going to walk out a saved douchebag. Yeah. And now the the process of God undouching you begins. And like like Kat Von D, you're a baby Christian. God's going to treat you like a baby Christian. And we're all on different mile markers on our race. Like Paul said, on our race to win the prize, 
But if you take somebody that's between mile marker one and 10, but you've got somebody on their 50th mile marker years, you know, of being a Christ follower, sitting there looking down on somebody that's on their fifth year. And my gosh, last thing I'm going to say, the Barna did, I think it was Barna. They did a study and praise God for these pastors that told the truth. They did a study that last year in one year's time, 50% of all pastors viewed some kind of pornographic image in the past 365 days. Yeah. 30% of that 50% viewed it in the past 30 days. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, <laughs> if the pastors are doing that, what the hell are the sheep doing? Oh, I know. I know at my church right now, we have this program <coughs> that really, uh, I, it's it's awesome. Uh, it's called Regen. Uh, and oh, it is I think I've heard of that. Well, it, it started out of Dallas, uh, <clears throat> and basically, it's where you get together with a bunch of guys if you're a guy, or a bunch of girls with a girl, and you confess your sins to each other, and you pray for each other, and you go. Yeah. Through, it's a twelve. It's a twelve step program for whatever for whatever yeah. thing you're going through, whether it be porn addiction or uh, you know even like uh, you know, alcoholism, just literally whatever sin is holding you, whatever is keeping you away from God, because everybody has it. <laughs> we have this program where we go through these 12 steps and we just sit and we, we meet with other guys and on the things, I mean, it's, it's all, it's like, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous. You don't talk about all the stories that come out of that, but right. <laughs> these guys, I mean, there's guys in there that have been severely addicted to pornography for long, ruined their marriages, just had horrible, horrible things happen. <laughs> and, you know, that, but they've never had anywhere, anybody, um, to, to help them. They, because what typically happens is whenever we start sinning and we continue to sin like that, uh, we start to isolate ourselves. Yeah. We, we don't yeah. we don't talk to other people because of the fear of the judgment of those other Christians. Yeah. Even though those other Christians, if they're honest, are going through some things that they don't want to talk about. <laughs> but that's why the Bible says to confess to each other. But we don't want to seem like the Catholics, so we don't do a lot of confession with each other. <laughs> But but that's it's crucial. It's crucial within the church to find people that you know, you love, and you trust that you can say, yeah. "Hey, you know what? I did this," and be specific with them so they can pray for you. So they can say, "Hey, hey, are you still struggling with that today?" They can send you a text message. They can pray for you. <laughs> you know that is the kind of Christian life that we and and, yeah. I, and I go to a Baptist church. Right? This right. the Baptist church that I go to now is different than it's. I mean, it's the same church, Absolutely. but it's completely different because of this program because. I, I remember being terrified, people being terrified to talk about their sins. I remember the pastor. But wait, wait, uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the reason why they're terrified to admit their sins is because Christian or non-Christian humans are gossip whores. Yeah. Okay. And here's the deal. In my experience for the past 12 and a half years, you can have a bestie that you trust with everything. But for some reason, the, these Christians, if you have a falling out or if they leave the church, they think that that promise you made them for secrecy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we're not friends anymore. So, hey, you want to hear what? You know, that's the problem. That's why nobody wants to be honest. So I am. If you can ask our uh, misfit family members at Heavy Metal Church, I tell them what I struggle with. Right. It's on camera. You can go back and watch our archives. They know what I struggle with, where I fall short. And I say, you know what? 
I'm no different than you. Don't elevate me up on a pedestal that I don't belong on. Yeah, I should be. Yeah. This is my gift. I have the gift to teach and to speak. You guys all have gifts. So this is mine. It doesn't make me any better than you. My gift is not better than your gift. Don't elevate me because, yes, I struggle with lust. Yes, I sh I'm a divorced man at 51 years old. Do you think sex is out of my vocabulary? Right. No. So what do you think I struggle with as a single man at 51? Yeah. I need a, I need a wife. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you straight up right here for all the world to see. Of course I struggle with lust. Yeah. Okay. Because that's why God said one man, one woman for a lifetime. Cause once you open that sexual can of worms, you can never close it. And when Christian widows, when Christian, whatever, if you're not married, you're going to struggle with that. And if, and if you say no, you're a friggin' liar. Yep. Not you, not you. I'm saying I know, the people. I know, just in general, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's, it's tough for pastors out there because with, with not pastors, for me, because I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of pastors are in churches where they don't have people uh, that they can turn to with right. their, with their sins because then it's like, well, our pastor is doing this. Did you know that he's doing this? Did you know that he's just a human being that sucks at life just like all of us? <clears throat> because that's what it is. We we right. all suck, we all suck at this. Okay, we're all we terrible. Suck. We're all terrible at being good Christians. <laughs> if we just admit that, then we can move forward and say, okay, how can what can we do to be better at it? Instead of just tearing each you know other. What we can, you know what we can do to be better is focus on our own salvation with fear and trembling. And make sure before we judge somebody else for that little wood sawdust in their eye, yeah. let's focus on the shit behind closed doors that we don't want anybody else to know about. Hey, man, I don't even know you, and I'll bet my life that you, and I think you're awesome. I believe you're, you're saved. I believe I'm going to see you in heaven. I would bet my life right now that you've got struggles behind closed doors oh, you don't want anybody else to know about everybody it is, does. it is sin okay but you know what i'm saying and yep. when these asshats these clowns come and try to persecute us on our facebook page for trying to reach a uh, check it out you know how many pastors have come i've lost count of how many pastors and deacons and christians have come up to me and said oh god bless you pastor brian you're you're reaching all those people that the other churches just don't want. What's wrong with that? They yeah. say it like it's okay when inside yeah. I'm screaming like, no! How can this, you this even is who say you that? Need to be going after? How can you say that? And yeah. it, have, do you not know the damn Bible? How can you say that? Yeah. You know. So it, it God's gotten me to a point. I used to cry behind closed doors being called all these names, being all this kind of stuff. I used to cry, but now I realized what the past 12 and a half years was. It was preparation for what's coming. Yeah. All right. Cause I don't give a shit what these Pharisees say to, to me on Facebook. And that's why I go back at them right in the public eye because they're doing it in the public eye and lost people are watching. I want the lost people to look and say, yeah, yeah, heavy metal church, get them, get them. That's the same kind of prick that pushed me away from church. If they would just contact me behind the scenes so that we could have an adult conversation like you and I are having right now, and I could explain this stuff. Here's the deal. Um, look, Pentecostals, if you're truly saved, Pentecostals, Baptist, 
um, heavy metal, uh, assemblies of God, all of this stuff. We're going to the same heaven, even though we might have slight doctrinal differences. Yeah. If the Baptists don't believe in speaking in tongues, great. The Pentecostals do, great. That's not a difference that's going to keep us out of heaven. Right. So why that's debate a, about it? It's a secondary why? issue. Well, right. I mean, the, the thing is, 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 is the, the cessationist and continuationist, I, I have that debate on my page all the time. <clears throat> and I'll tell you, it is a brutal debate constantly. I mean, and and it I'm gives, embarrassed to be a Christian I, I, sometimes. I used, I, used to be, I used to be full cessationist and, and, would, and I would make fun of people that weren't, <laughs> make fun of people that were speaking in tongues. I've completely changed my position, but now that I see these people saying and doing the same things that I used to do as a cessationist, <laughs> I, I it, it makes me want to cry. Yeah, uh, because too. because I see myself. I see what I used to yeah. do. I see yep. all of the all of the conversations that I used to have. I remember uh, in in high school, I did this this skit where my where it was called the way we pray and it was different ways that people pray and my job was to make fun of people who spoke in tongues and i, oh, wow. I was in, I, yes absolutely i was in high school and that was that was my part was to make oh, wow. fun of people who spoke in tongues and that's why i think god probably showed me that one the first because that was the one that i uh, that's the one that i believed in the least that's the one that i made fun of the most and god was like ah, <laughs> and completely changed me on that and and i'm not that's that's not something that I just hound people about. I, I, I will absolutely say that there are, the gifts of the spirit are there for today, but I know that there are a stupid amount of frauds out there. Oh, there's yeah. A, now, here's the deal. I, did, I, I wasn't even going to get into this, but now that you said that, um, a week and a half after I started Heavy Metal Church, you know, um, I don't know if I want to say the whole story. I don't know how much time we have left, but let's just put it this way. We can go as long I, as you want. I'm not, my wife just took my kid to jujitsu, so she's going to be gone for another hour. So I've got as much Satan, time. Satan's a military genius. Um, I did that first service, lost my career, and then went to a – I only went to college for one year. I hated college, but I made some of the greatest friends ever while I was there. And I thought, man, I'm going to go up to this reunion with our uh, fraternity and sorority. I'm going to save them, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I went up there and I tried to do everything right in my own power. Of course, I went to bed early. I didn't drink too much. I didn't do anything. And then still ended up doing something so stupid that I had to wake up the next day and go eat humble pie and walk up to every single person and be yeah. like, so I, thought, I screwed up. I hate it. I was wrong. Yeah. So I, I drove. I drove home in tears. I'm like, oh, God's gonna take this away from me. Oh my gosh, you know. And I just screwed up. And I'm a. Yeah, yeah. So uh, two days later, after that, I go to my home church. Well, it, it was, you know, I'm still. I mean, great friends with my pastor now. He's my friend and yeah, kayak yeah. buddy and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so, and that matter of fact, for the record, uh, when we started getting more and more PG thirteen, I dropped him as my mentor and said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to let this go because we're getting edgier and edgier, and I don't want it to fall back on you sure. because people's going to start coming. Oh, do you see oh, what Brian put on a shirt and all this kind of stuff? You know. So I come back. And I go to church uh, Tuesday. Uh, long story short, I met, uh, somebody come up and said, I got a Holy Spirit message for you. I know you don't know me, but I got a. So we went into the empty sanctuary at the Christian Life Center in Vandalia, Ohio. 
that at that time, before they built a new one, it, it seated about 700 and we were the only ones in there. And I got the baptismal of the Holy Ghost that night. I can't deny it. Um, it, it was the most beautiful. But the thing is, the Bible says, you know, with all these people, I love it when uh, atheists and all that kind of stuff will take these videos of, you know, like that and put it with a Slayer video or, or a Slayer music. I love that because the Bible says you're not supposed to do that because lost people would think you lost your mind. Right. I know, I know it's real because it was the single most beautiful experience I've ever had in my life, but it wasn't. Shonda, Honda, Kawasaki, all this kind of hey, stuff. It was yeah, just the, the first time that it ever happened to me. I was by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was in my car. And, you know, that day I'd, I'd been going to this church for a while and I didn't know that they had, 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 like I said before, I didn't know that they practiced the spiritual gifts. And I started going to a Bible study and that's when I started realizing, hey, they, they, they do this stuff and they talk about this stuff uh and so i you know i i made friends with the the pastors uh he was like the associate pastor at that time and i talked with him and he was like well have you ever been baptized in the holy spirit and i was like I, no i guess not i don't know but it's not gonna hurt anything so he prayed over me nothing happened and i was just like okay fine sure so th- he was just like i just want you to go home and today i want you to pray and i want you to pray and ask god to to show you and so it was Thanksgiving night and I had taken a, my a friend of mine had come to our Thanksgiving cause he didn't have any family. <clears throat> so he came to ours. And so I took him home and he lives about 45 minutes away from me. So on my way back home, I'm, I'm just praying and I'm asking God, I was like, God, I, 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 I believe that, that you can still do these things today. I believe that these gifts can be for today, <laughs> but I know that there's a lot of frauds out there. I know there's all this other stuff, but God, I know that, but I know that you, uh, actually can show me that these things Absolutely. are real. Absolutely. And I yes. said, and, and I remember the exact moment because I was almost, I was right about to turn onto my street. <clears throat> I stopped at the stop sign and I said, God, if you could just show me this, uh, I, I pray that you will show me right now. And at the moment I said right now, these words started coming out of my mouth and it I sounded nothing like yeah. I had ever heard before. It was not the, nothing like that at all. I can't replicate it with my own mouth right now. If even if I tried, I couldn't do it <laughs> because as I'm driving, I'm sitting there and I'm sobbing. I'm just sobbing yeah. because hey, I wait, 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 did you blow, did you blow snot bubbles? <laughs> no, I didn't blow snot bubbles, but, I I, blew snot but bubbles. I'm, such an, I'm such an analytical person. I'm sitting there trying to disprove it. So I'm doing complicated math in my head. Why do all these words are coming out of my mouth? Because I don't know if you've ever tried to do that while about speaking things. You can't really do that. But I'm over here doing on the square root of 169 is 13. All this stuff. And I'm just trying to disprove it. And it just doesn't. And it's like it's like yeah. coming in waves. And it was just like it was like God was just grabbing me and yeah. holding me, like Absolutely. physically grabbing me and holding me. And it wasn't evil. Like I've experienced sleep around. Yeah. I've experienced evil and beyond. Yep. Me too. Beyond me too. Best. I've seen the most evil things in my life. <laughs> but that was the most loving experience I've ever had. And after that happened, I spent the next three days fasting and praying. And I've never done that in my life. I had never fasted like that. So awesome, but I felt like I had to, and I had to yes. spend three days just repenting for being, for, for making fun of all these people. Cause yep. my wife believed in tongues. I had made fun of her for that. I just, I had to repent of all of these things. And I had, I had to be humbled and God, like that's only I've only experienced that a handful of times in my life. It's not something that I've only experienced it once. Yeah. And it was that it was that day at the Christian Life Center. And I was 
she goes, she goes, okay, I'm just going to start going around the sanctuary, praising God. Yeah. She goes, however you praise God, just do it. Yeah. And everything's going to be fine. It took an hour and a half and I'm just hands up in the air. I'm down on my knees at a pew and I'm just, I father God, I love you. I praise you. I, I have repented. I have all of these things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't even think English anymore. And all I said, I, it was just da, da, yeah. da, da. I was like, what am I? Oh, I just got chills by doing that. You know, it says da. It was just da over and over and over again, just da, da, and snot bubbles, tears streaming down my face, a puddle of snot and tears on the pew. Sorry, Pastor Stan. And, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And it was the single most, it, it was like God, the Holy Spirit of God, was inside of me with a gentle pressure washer. And from the thing that I just did two days, three days before on that college campus, and it was just like, just yeah. sandblasting. And and then just uh, the water and out. And I left feeling so beautiful. And that is the only thing I've never done it again. And that's the only thing that has gotten me through 12 and a half years. I prayed for my own death for five and a half years during this ministry, because I believed in what God was doing so much with heavy metal church. And I won't get into it. I don't want to slam people, places and things, but I wanted to die. Yeah. And I hated heavy metal. I hated my not heavy metal church. I hated my job for the first eight years and now it's 12 and a half years old eight nine ten eleven twelve so for the past four and a half to five years thank you jesus i absolutely love what i do i have fun i love my misfit family um god has grown me so much and i know now what it is we're getting ready to go into something so horrific. Now, I don't know if it's tomorrow, 10 years from now or whatever, but if you know the Bible that much, you know something evil this way comes. It's getting ready to happen. And I think the first 12 and a half years was preparing me for what's coming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and on that, like I, uh, man, I had, I had, so I've had healings. I've I've seen some most amazing things since since that moment. Uh, Me too. But let's go ahead and get to some questions. We got some people that have some questions. Uh oh, uh oh, here we go. Wait, let me get my <laughs> let me get my game face right. on. Ah! All right, let me let me scroll up because I, I I I'm gonna get to yours, Michelle. Hold on here. Uh, I went on Michelle's uh, podcast. She's she's not happy with some things, but we'll. we'll We'll be yeah. nice to her. She's 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 a genuine Christian. She 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 has a ministry helping people in prison. Uh, she's, she's hey, we have a prison ministry too. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let me scroll back. Do you lot. mind if I smoke again? I, I, I don't I don't care. I genuinely don't care what you do. That was a joke because it's not like you can smell it. We're no, like I, I don't care. What, I, I don't care either way. So <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Uh, golly, dude, way back up here. There's a lot of people talking now. All right, so uh, Michelle says uh, uh, she has a question: How does it feel to blaspheme God during this podcast? Um, how do I do that? <laughs> well, uh, she brought up Romans. Let's see, it was she. she, she actually, she brought up Galatians uh, five. It was uh, let's see, sixteen through twenty something. Uh, <laughs> 
Let's see. Uh, this I say, then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the lust flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the uh, uh, one to the other. So you cannot do the things that you would. <laughs> but if you be led by the spirit, you are not under the law, not uh, the works of flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication and cleanness, uh, uh, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drink, drunkenness, revelings, and such of the like. <coughs> uh, so I think uh, she's talking about that. And she, I think when she originally posted it, it was when you were talking about taking God's name in vain. Uh, and we were talking about, uh, you know, saying. But does she not understand that I was not taking God's name in vain without a purpose? You know, and I'm not drunk. I'm just sipping on a. Don't judge my manhood by that. I. I, <laughs> I am judging you for drinking a white claw. I'm not gonna. Hey, that's like hey. drinking a Zima back in 2000, man. That's. <laughs> Listen, I'm 51, and I have two bourbons, and either two beers or two white claws, and they're refreshing and they hydrate, and I don't get drunk. So, um, that's that's unfair what she's doing right now. So, how did I blaspheme and everything? All the liars you know all the things that you just i've not committed any of those yeah. i've not i'm not drunk right now um that's the only thing i heard that i that could possibly even remotely apply to me is that i'm drinking right now and i'm not drunk matter of fact i may or may not have one more of these and that's it i'm going to eat dinner i'm going to maybe or maybe not turn on the tv i'm going to go back i'm going to pray I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get up at four or five or six o'clock in the morning and go back to work for Jesus. So what am I doing to blaspheme? So her question is incomplete. Go to the next one. All right. Let me see. We got, we got, got to scroll down here. Let me see here. Uh, let's see. Here. We got people arguing. They're all arguing together with Michelle in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, Michelle is very good. She's not a troll. I went on her podcast. I understand her concerns. I get it. I, I, but here's the deal. I don't doubt that she's going to heaven as long as she has confessed Jesus is Lord, believes in her heart that God raised him from the dead, has confessed and repented of her sins and is actively seeking God for growth. I don't doubt her salvation, but she doubts mine. And, and honestly, I, I would suggest that you guys find her and go look up her podcast. Uh, you know, I was I was on it. I, I told, told my story on there. She's she's very good. She's not. Being no, she's I not suggest being she looks up our podcast. And tried to find fault in it. I right now she is uh, she has no leg to stand on. She's not said anything. And if she would go back and rewatch what I said, saying "God damn" is not the sin because once again I am explaining something. Well, because God does but, damn things. He does. Right. Or what about? Oh, they come after Striper. They come out with that song "God Damn Evil." Yeah, striper. Yeah. They rate striper over the coals. Yeah, you know, even and it's though like, that is a that is a grammatically correct sentence. God damns evil. Right, right. <laughs> they so, were being edgy, sorry, being edgy for a reason, and I get that. Whatever her name is, I'm sorry, I disagree. Don't call me a heretic or a blasphemer, uh, because I have not. Matter of fact, you're accusing the brethren on this social media platform and you don't have a leg to stand on. Give me, uh, give me some meat and potatoes. All right, so Brian Davidson has a question. Uh, 
It says, I do have two lame ones, top tens, both of y'all. What are your top 10 bands you love to listen to? What are the top 10 books you have to recommend to people? Right, I'll go first. We won't do top 10 because that's quite a bit. <coughs> we'll do like top three. Uh, top three bands for me, August Burns Red is my favorite band of all time. Uh, okay. They're not a Christian band, but they are a couple of Christians within I band. thought they were. Oh, uh, they're Christians in a band. Okay, got not, it. But not all of them are Christian. <laughs> so the drummer and the singer are Christian. They are they are they are heavily Christian. They you talk to them about God at the show, they would love to talk to you about it. Uh, then you've got the band for today. For today, yep. an amazing Christian band, amazing, 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 amazing Christian band. Uh, <coughs> they're not together anymore, but one their some of their songs still to this day. I mean, they said we storm the gates of hell and we will tear them to the ground. That's like the most metal thing you could ever say it's freaking awesome <laughs> and then for my third uh my third band uh I, i'd have to say probably right now it's probably uh probably disciple or holy name right disciple is really good they have a so you don't music. listen you don't listen to any secular music i do i do i do <laughs> uh but i but i try to promote more christian metal on my page uh you know i listen to bands like kill switching i want to know who your three top favorite secular bands are favorite top secular <laughs> bands uh kill switch engage uh, nice. Switch, I love Killswitch Engage. I got to see them perform with August Burns Red and Howard, actually, their old singer, got to play with them because he was uh, with his band there. Um, <coughs> Pantera, I love Pantera. They're from Dallas. Uh, Pantera's, you know, they're. I just they're, saw them three times this summer evangelizing, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, well, only half of them because half of them. Well, I get it, but I've seen, <laughs> I, I, I saw I, the I, original. I saw the original back in the day. I never got to see the original, but my I, like me and my brother long, long time ago went to a Marilyn Manson concert because my brother loves Marilyn Manson. I've never been a Manson fan, <laughs> but I went with my brother because he promised to go to church with me if I did. So I went with him, and uh, we went to the VIP room, and we actually met Vinnie Paul, and nice. uh, and Vinnie Paul told us that Pantera was breaking up before they even had announced it. <laughs> he was talking to us and he was like, "Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna break up because uh, we don't because uh, we just don't get along. I don't get along with Phil." And I, he's like, "I hate him. He's a prick." <laughs> and I was like, "All right." So we now know that Pantera is 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 gonna break up. <laughs> uh, and the third one, uh, the third favorite secular band. Um, let's see. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I listen to a lot more books because I'm an old man now. I don't. I don't How old are you? Wait, 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 wait. How old are you? You're much older than me. I'm 38. <laughs> yeah, you're much older. Okay, than me. I gotta go. We'll see you guys. What? Yeah, I'm 38 years old, man. I, I, but you know, I. Uh, but I do listen to a lot of books. Uh, my favorite author is a man. I didn't named ask you that. Hold on. <laughs> Let me do the music and then we'll get to the book. Right, go ahead. Do, do music. Okay. I don't like most Christian rock. Okay. Uh, most of it is subpar and I've caught hell for that. Now, let me tell you my favorite. My favorite. Now, when I was 13 years old, it was Petra and they are great. I love Petra. It was the thank you, Petra, for when I was told I was going to hell for listening to secular music. Petra saved my life. Um, so Petra, Striper, and Demon Hunter. All right, Demon Hunter. If I if I could go see hey, that any... song, I will fail you. I listen oh, yes. to on repeat. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's Me sitting too. in that car yeah. smoking the cigarette, and then looks yep. over, and the guy is all tied up. Man, that's yep. just that. That's um, awesome. Now at the age of fifty-one, um, it's Demon Hunter. Uh, man. 
Hold on. Oh, Demon Hunter, Lacey Stern. Uh, um, it has to be Striper because they're still producing top quality <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah, they, they are they're, freaking they're awesome. They're still out there doing it, man. Secular. Uh, I'm a much bigger secular fan. People's like, man, but you're saved and you can't blah, blah, blah. No, until don't tell me to listen to subpar music and replace just because I got saved. If I want to well, worship the Lord, I will live. Pagan poets, and now they are scripture because of the things that they said were so true. Who? <laughs> Paul. I didn't hear what you Paul quotes pagan poets. Okay. Yeah. The, the pagan musicians of the day. He quotes them because what they had to say, he liked it so much. <laughs> Well, Pagan, um, I'll tell you what, I guess I shunned you and said, don't talk about books right now. <laughs> you want to, uh, all these people that come at me, read this. It will put you in your place. And then after that, read Beautiful Outlaw by John Eldridge. It'll put you in your place. I hate to read, so it's the Bible. Uh, Pagan Christianity by Frank Viola and George Barna and uh, John Eldridge, Beautiful Outlaw. Now, my three, see, I... I love rock and roll. I'm a vocalist, man. I've been singing since I was in third grade. Yep, I started off with the started <laughs> off with the, and sing, yeah. Do you really? Yeah, I play guitar awesome. for uh, for 25 years now. Nice, man. Yeah. So I started off while all my friends were getting into ACDC and Judas Priest back in third, fourth, and fifth grade. Yeah. I was getting into. I started with the Beatles and then went to uh, ELO, Electrolyte Orchestra, Jethro Tull, Led Zeppelin, Paul McCartney, and Wings. And then from there went up. So now if I, my all time favorite vocalist now and musician, and it's not Soundgarden and um, oh, Chris, it's Chris Cornell, but not Soundgarden and Audio Slave, even though I love a lot of their songs. Um, I was going to the acoustic concerts of Chris Cornell before yeah. he died. Yeah. And I think I had five under my belt and, um, so Chris Cornell, number one, and then I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to get stoned for this, but I met Marilyn Manson's uh, cousin because of the motor coach on our way to Florida. Okay. Um, I don't get into the, the true, like Jesus hating songs, but I'm sorry, guys. He's a, he is a vocal yes. and musical genius he is a performer genius it was one of the craziest shows i've ever been to i mean yep. I, I would not recommend it but but though that's a mission field right there that really but, but here's the deal um notice i said now yeah he sings some pretty dark stuff the thing is the stuff that isn't that dark you can tell now first of all he was hurt by guess who Christians, yeah. Christians at a Christian school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He said he he Brian he gives, Warner. Yeah, back when he was yeah. Brian Warner. Yeah. He credits his success for his hatred of Christianity. And who do you think did that to him? Yeah. Christians. So I still think there's hope for him because he was raised, he knows Revelation. He knows Ezekiel 38 war. He knows what's I going on in Israel right now. That, I think there's evidence that God is working on him. If you yes. look at, there's some, yes. there's some real evidence that God is absolutely working on him <laughs> behind the scenes. There's also evidence that uh, there's this guy that I follow that was able that's been able to witness to Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> personally. And the cool he told the coolest story. He said 
He bought Ozzy Osbourne a Bible with his name on it, <coughs> and he gave it to him, and he spent some time talking oh. to him. <coughs> and then his son, Jack, found the guy later at a festival and came up to him and said, hey, I just want to let you know that the Bible that you gave to my dad, that's my dad's prized possession, and he showed yeah. it to everybody, and he's super excited to show Ozzy's him. not a god hater. <laughs> I know, he, he's not. He, He's a marketing genius. Oh, yeah. uh, well, actually, Sharon's probably the marketing right. genius. Yeah. And he, be, look, but Black just, Sabbath. He just got the look and he called himself the Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he knows how to make, Marilyn Manson knows how to make a million bucks. Iron, uh, but my favorite bands, uh, Chris Cornell, Iron Maiden. I can't just limit it to three. Chris Cornell, Iron Maiden, Marilyn Manson, Judas Priest, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Pantera. Pantera is the hardest band that I like, uh, but dude, I um, I have a, a different band for every emotion I could ever feel. And people's like, well, yeah, but don't you want to listen to Jesus music? Well, yeah. When I want to worship the Lord, which we worship all the time, we pray without ceasing, yeah. but I don't want to go down. The thing that stinks about Christian rock bands is they sing about the same topic all the yeah. time. Yeah. What happens when we're depressed? What happens when we're angry? What happens when they're, you don't want to hear Kumbaya, my Lord, when you're angry. You want to hear, wait, spat, walk, what do you say? You know, like that. And, you know, so I will not apologize for that. And until movies and clothing and music uh, catches up, because anyway, you're getting me off on another tangent, dude. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's why that's one of the reasons I really like August Burns Red. They they are uh, they're they are great. Open, they are great. They are openly yes. Christian. Yeah. Uh, but and they're they're like they're I mean their songs have openly Christian messages behind them, but they're not typical. Uh I mean yeah. they're, they're some of the they're great. Are, yeah. And they put on an amazing show. I've seen oh, 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 Appending Doom and Maylene's of the Sons of Disaster. Yeah, yep. Impending Doom. Yeah, Impending Doom is really good. Uh, Diamonds to Dust is really good death metal. Uh, Zach Wild, Zach Wild, Black Label yep. Society. He's yep. a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I'm, uh, one of my favorite things I told people recently is I like to go to my son's jujitsu class and put my headphones in and listen to listen to death metal while they're all sparring each other. It's one of the. It's one of the great because it's a bunch of nine and ten year olds just beating just. Yeah, and it's it really is good. Uh, as far as uh, books go for me, um, one of my go-to books, because since we talked about the gifts of the spirit, if you are mm -hmm. interested in that topic at all, the, the go-to book is by a man named Sam Storms called understanding supernatural understanding this the spiritual gifts or supernatural gifts i can't remember which one it is <laughs> um I'll, I'll send it to you because it he he breaks down every single one of them uh and he is what i would call a biblical continuationist not something like todd white or bethel or kenneth copeland or benny hinn just I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Copeland and Todd White, they both, uh, I mean, they're probably about 30 minutes away from me. Kenneth Copeland's 
his compound, I've driven by it several times. He's got a freaking helipad and an airport and all this crazy crap. And I just Don't can't get believe people, on that. people still give him money. I can't believe that. And that man obviously has a demon inside of him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you watch that interview where they talk to him about getting yes. an airplane and he flips out on that report. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see his eyes? There is a demon in that man. I know. The whole prosperity gospel. Look, man, when, when I started Heavy Metal Church after the first year when it finally started to make money, and again, it's not – look, man, I live in the same house. I Here's what I – tell me a pastor that tells their, their family this. I said – I live in a 1,505 square foot house. My mortgage is 826 a month. Yeah. All right. So I said, if you ever see me driving more than a median income level vehicle, yeah. if you ever see me, look, this is how I dress, man. Doc Martens, uh, bands. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I do wear skinny jeans on stage. Uh, but, <laughs> I used but, to wear them, but I don't anymore. I, I can't do um, but I, I'm real. So I said, if you ever see me, if you ever see me leave my home, and this is one of those um, buy levels where they say it's 1505, but you don't use the the lower level for anything. Yeah. Um, so really, I live in an 1105 square foot home in a decent neighborhood, uh, 826 uh, mortgage. I drive a Jeep, median income, um, and the church pays my medical insurance. And I said. If you ever see me dress differently, drive a higher vehicle than that, or move out of my home into something better, quit because I've been compromised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I capped my salary by vote of the church. My best year at that company I worked for was 65000 a year back. Uh, 2008 was when I made that. I'm being transparent right now. 2008, I made 65000 I had a company truck with a free gas card and free medical insurance. Yeah. So when the church finally started to make money, unemployment ended, God saved the house and all that. I said, my first paycheck from heavy metal church was $250 a week gross. Yeah. All right. So I went from bam to bam <laughs> yeah. and God conditioned my heart. I was ready to lose everything yeah. and live on this little short bus that we had. I, I knew this was of God yeah. and nobody can ever tell me any different. So I said, I've been praying on this. So how do you feel about this? I will never make more than $65,000 a year when the church really starts to make money. I'll never drive anything more than medium income company vehicle, free gas card and medical insurance. Are you guys okay with that? And that time we had like 50 or 60 people at the church and it was a resounding, yep, that sounds good. Just <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. So I've kept my promise. Now that's based on whatever 65,000 in 2008 is worth now because of cost of living and inflation and stuff. I mean, that's only, so it's the same spending power. Um, and I've kept that promise, you know, and I'm not in this for the money. I, I genuinely care about saving the world. I yeah. genuinely, but the, the traditional church, if, if I swear, if all you modern day Pharisees out there would just read this book. I'm going I'm to immediately go get that book. I'm, I'm excited. Let me ask you this, because you, you, you know a lot and I, I know you're saved. Did you know that even steeples? On church buildings, it's pagan that it's an antenna to reach the gods. Yeah. You did know that? Yeah. 
night. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole point of the of the ziggurats. <coughs> was was it was they were trying. That's why God got super pissed off about the Tower of Babel. Yeah. Because they were trying. Wait, to, wait, wait. Did you just say piss? Did you just say piss? Okay, that's, that's it. That's done. That's in the King James Bible. It says I. You're a heretic. <laughs> the King James You're Bible. You're going to hell. The King James Bible is the only true version of the Bible, and it says piss. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait. 1611. Yeah. 1611. <laughs> right. right. You're I've awesome, had, man. I've had those conversations. But, yeah, no, I mean, that's that, that reminds me, my, my uh, the second book that I would recommend <laughs> is uh, a, a man uh, – the, the most amazing theologian uh, and I mean, he lit he lit a fire under me for understanding the Old Testament. His name is Dr. Michael Heiser. He died this year just a couple of months ago. Um, but he wrote that he's I've written I've read every single book that he's written, but in particular, the book Unseen Realm is about um, I'm gonna write that down. Unseen Realm. Unseen Realm by Dr. Michael Heiser. I recommend every book that he's written, uh, I would, but I would recommend reading this one first, Unseen Realm, because this book alone changed everything for me. It changed how I view the supernatural world, because we as Christians, especially in the modern day, we don't actually look at the supernatural world as existing in the way that right. they believe, because all of those ancient gods that the people worshiped, they weren't, they didn't believe they were just statues. Those are real beings that, mm -hmm. that were created <laughs> that chose to be worshiped as gods. The Bible lays yep. this out in its entirety. And whenever, whenever uh, the old Testament uh, writers are, are, are writing about these things, they're not referring to these gods as fake things that didn't exist. The, in the book of Exodus, it says that God sent the plagues to attack not the Egyptians, but the gods. He didn't attack the Egyptians. He attacked their gods. And he wasn't attacking something that was just fake and made up or a statue. He was attacking something very real, something very evil. In the book of Deuteronomy 32, chapter 32, it says that the, that, um, <laughs> that the Israelites were worshiping gods who were demons because the yeah that could be the fallen angels and lucifer and all of that stuff and, Woo, well, right there's a whole host of these things and you go and you read psalm 82 and if you read that and then you go and you look at commentaries you're going to find because it says God sits in the divine council among the gods. He holds judgment. If you go and you read a commentary on that, most of the time you'll hear it says, well, this is talking about human judges. This is human Jewish judges. But then you go over a couple of chapters later in uh, chapter 89, and it says that those same gods are in the sky. And it can't be talking about human judges. It's talking about actual beings. Now, we have one God that we worship. There's one God worthy of worship. But there are a ton of other beings out there that are worshipped as gods. And the unseen realm is it's gonna just oh, yeah. destroy your perspective <laughs> and completely renew your understanding like that's why i brought up the book of numbers because it's my favorite book now because it is filled with some amazing stories within it and then you read that one after you get done with that one you go to what's called reversing hermon it's his second book and it is how that whole unseen realm works and fits in with the story of jesus and once you get into that oh my goodness it is the it is the freaking coolest. Uh, it's uh, I, I've read that book like five times because it's just like it awesome. blows my mind every time. I'm just like, holy crap! <laughs> because when wait a minute, is there 
such a thing as holy crap when we read the bible we are supposed to read it from the perspective of the people it was written to it was yes. not written to us it was written right. to them and whenever they wrote it they wrote it with an audience that already knew some things that we don't know going into the bible <laughs> when it's like if you write a letter to your friend you're gonna you're not gonna talk about some things that he already knows about because he already knows about these things and so when we read it we have to understand the things that they understood before going in to read that text and then when you finally get that you finally read it and you go read those old testament books that you that most people refuse to read it's like holy crap like the whole reason why Saul is kicked out and why the whole reason why uh, David picks up five stones. The, the, I mean, there's a whole host of yeah. things that bring the Bible alive and make it like, honestly, his work is the reason why I called this the metal Bible, because the stories within that are just, it's like, oh my gosh, it's the most metal thing ever. <laughs> are you connected? Are you connected with the actual metal Bible? Because no, that's what we no. <laughs> no, we pass those out when somebody gets saved yeah, at incarceration. We give them a metal Bible. Yeah, honestly, I, I whenever I came up with the metal Bible, I hadn't even actually heard of them before. Oh, it's awesome! You <laughs> yeah, gotta get but, one. But I, but I, but I have now. I've, I've got it because it's got all the stories of the old metalheads that <laughs> that turned to Jesus and stuff like that. Yeah, no, they're they're great. I'm not associated with them, <laughs> but I love their work. It's just kind of a different approach. There's this more like uh, the metal musicians. Uh, you know, who have come to Christ. Well, there's actually Wiccans and the former Wiccans and all that. It's not just uh, musicians. The former, yeah. the former, you know, bad people, so to say, <laughs> coming to Christ and, and, and some epic stories like that. When mine is more uh, helping people to understand yeah. the Bible uh, in, in a way that makes them excited to read it. Can I give you some transparency right now? You want some transparency right now? Absolutely. I got a P. Oh. So let's ask. Get, let's let's uh, read me another question because we're all gonna right. have to. Uh, no, it's all right. We can. Let me see if we got any more here because we've got. Uh, let's see. I'm 51, man. I can't hold it for too long. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. Uh, let's see. Well, wait, it's almost. We're coming up on two hours. I told you. <laughs> hey, I'm. Hey, Jesus is so I, exciting, and what he's doing at Heavy Metal Church is so I exciting. I would be able to talk to you for just hours and hours and hours, and I could keep talking to you forever. Oh, I could too. If I, <laughs> unless you want to, I could go. <laughs> no. like, I could no, go pee and <laughs> put it on mute. No, I think. Oh, but wait, <laughs> I bet that's a sin, right? Modern day Pharisees. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, we'll go ahead and we'll just, I mean, since we are coming up on the two hours, we'll go ahead and cut it. Uh, i got to spend some time with my kids before they go to bed anyways. Uh, <clears throat> but I want to thank you so much for coming on, man. Really, I, I, I really. Wait, can I ask you something? Wait, yeah. do, you, do you think I'm going to hell? Do you think I'm a heretic, Tom Jones? Jim Jones, Jim Jones, wait, Jim, Jim Jones. Yeah, you're, you're a, well, you're a cult member, cult leader. <laughs> oh, wait, I wanted to say this. Do you know a cult uh one of the definitions of a cult is they think they're the only ones that get it right and are going to heaven. Yeah. Um, I believe that a truly saved Baptist, Pentecostal, Assemblies of God, Methodist, Lutheran, all that, Catholic, if they are truly saved, they're going to heaven. A cult, the ones that think they're the only ones going to heaven is Mormon, Jehovah's Witness, Church of Christ, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, apostolic Pentecostal, which that's a blasphemy. Uh, yeah. You got to speak in tongues the moment you get saved or you're <laughs> not really saved. That, those are the ones that say that beards are evil. <laughs> and I'm a heretic. I am preaching false doctrine just because uh, the motor coach and we use skulls and we say, don't be a dick. First Corinthians, go read. For most of these people that accuse me don't even know what First Corinthians 13 is. Yep. It's the love chapter in English, don't be a dick. When Jesus said, you brood of vipers, the closest thing to English is you sons of bitches. And when I think it was Paul that said scubula, that means shit. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. There's like the, the the people who wrote the Bible. They weren't nice people, right? And they they said foul things. I mean, they were uh, Peter. Peter. They were they were fishermen. Peter <laughs> was a bigot for ten years after Jesus ascended. Right. Paul calls then, him out for sinning in the in the book of Galatians. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he says, "Hey, did we just become best friends? friends? We did, and we can <laughs> now we can go do karate in, in the room. And do you want to go ninja swords and Doritos bags? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. but wait, that's a sinful movie. We're both going to hell. I know. That's uh, Step Brothers is a passion. Damn. Really All right. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I, I look forward to to. Uh, speaking with you more in the future, you know I love what you're doing. I really do. Um, you know you have some you have some unorthodox ways to say the least. Um, <clears throat> but here's the thing: uh, I just want to ask somebody who, who's who's been who's been kind of upset during this whole thing and frowning and probably already left. Um, do you honestly think that the people who are saved under his ministry, under the ministry of the heavy metal Church of Christ, do you think that those people are not saved because he has? a shirt that has uh, the middle finger to Satan. Do you, do you think that they're not saved? <laughs> if they truly follow Christ, which he openly says is God died on the cross. I mean, the gospel message to its entirety. <laughs> you cannot go on sinning. You have to change. You have to show fruit. You have to do all this yep, stuff. Absolutely. So under that ministry, are those people saved? And you cannot possibly actually say with a biblical answer that no, those people are not saved. You cannot say that. And so if those things are working, if those things are reaching people that you may not be able to reach because of the way that you look, honestly, you may be judged by the way that you look. You wear a shirt and tie to, 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 to work every day and carry a suitcase. You're not going to reach somebody that looks like me and has tattoos all over the bodies. And right. You're not going to reach them. You go up to them, they're going to laugh at you. But somebody who has an Iron Maiden shirt on is talking about how, how how much Jesus loves you and how much Jesus wants you to change and to be a different person and to, and to follow him. That's somebody that I think that uh, we can all get behind and, and, and understand that uh, God calls us each to different ministries for a reason. And just because your ministry is done a certain way does not mean that that's how every ministry is going to be successful. There are different ways to reach people. And yes, there are sinful ways to try to reach people. There absolutely are. But I think uh, having a shirt that says, don't be a dick, uh, and then quoting the Bible, I think it's probably the least sinful thing that you have all the sinful things that you could do. <laughs> uh, and, and if it reaches people, if people go, hey, what what is that? What is that? Instead of your, uh, you know, your shirt that says, my savior got pierced or whatever those old shirts say that, you know, yeah. the, those, those shirts, that, you know, they, they were, they were edgy for edgy Christians in the nineties. 
Uh, but people laugh at those kinds of things now. That doesn't reach anybody. It really doesn't. <laughs> I'd like to offer you, um, I would love to send you a couple of those. Actually, go to the website. I'll send you any one of those shirts, any two shirts you want, because of, this was so great. And we are brothers in Christ. And I'll send you a couple of shirts. Just let me know your size and everything. Sure. And um, if any of you out there watching, I'll send you a free, just it's, a pamphlet, the Christians that give Jesus a bad yeah. name and just uh, go to heavymetalchurch.com, sure. hit contact us and just say, Hey, I would like that pamphlet. Uh, give me your uh, complete mailing address and I'll send it to you. <laughs> and I promise you that you won't find any scriptural flaw in that. Yeah. Um, it's desperate times for def desperate measures. Yeah. And we are in the 11th hour. Yeah. So all of these people that are coming to Christ in droves, they're not they're still going to get paid the same as all of you that have been working since six o'clock in the morning. If you know that yeah. scripture, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. It's it's um, one final harvest. We are the lifeboat on the Titanic that turned around. To go pick well, up people that were left. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what that's what heavy metal church is. It's a I don't want to say it's a gimmick because it's very real, but it's a Trojan horse. Um, we can go places where your churches can't. We can reach the people through the Holy Spirit that you can't. Um, and I know you're going to heaven. It hurt if, as long as you're truly saved, no matter what Christian denomination you're from. Sure. But it, what breaks my heart is you guys are not you, but you, you sure. people that come at us, you're so quick to say you're a heretic. You are going to hell. You're leading your church. Go read our damn what we believe. Pay. Oh, he just said, damn. So does the Bible. <laughs> Gosh. A lot. It says it a lot. A lot. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just trying. Oh, last thing I'm going to say is they killed Jesus because he constantly made the Pharisees look like fools. Um, and he hung out with people. Look, you don't call somebody a glutton and a drunkard unless they're eating too much and drinking alcohol, yeah. period. So, yes, your God, my God, drank fermented grapes that was more than 3%. I it, was not, it was not grape juice. Yeah, right. It wasn't, oh, yeah, Kool-Aid. And because why would the Pharisees, oh, man, oh, oh, he's a drunkard and a glutton. Well, he was hanging with sinners and he was drinking alcohol and he was staying up all hours of the night eating. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just trying to be more like Jesus, making a fool out of the Pharisees. And there we go. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I, I love really you, brother. Thank you enough. I uh, look forward. I, I'd love to come down and see the uh, oh, Metal Church at some point, man. I, I would love to come up there and see that, man. That that because uh, that's that sounds like my cup of tea. It really does. So um, wait a minute. You you said you're in Texas. Yep. How far are you from San Antonio? Uh, about five hours. Ah, shoot. Okay, because. Somebody from our gathering place is trying to get us to go in April. I guess there's a two-week thing in San Antonio that would be perfect for Heavy Metal Church. Yeah. I was trying to plan that in. It would be great if I could cruise by and shake your hand and give you a hug. Well, we can figure out something, man. We'll, we'll figure it out for sure because I really want to meet you in person. And, Likewise. And, yeah, dude, that would be, be really cool. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and stop the stream real quick. I'll talk to you for a minute off here for a second. Okay.